families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. All right, you people move. Let the ambulance through. Hear that, dear? The ambulance is coming. Miss, give us a little room, okay? I was just telling my sister that the ambulance is coming. You can ride in the ambulance with her. Yes. Did you hear that, Sheila? I'll be right there in the ambulance with you. Miss! I'll be right beside you, and you'll be just... Miss, she can't hear you. Now, come on. Let's let them get her into the ambulance. I'm going to be right beside you, Sheila. Don't be afraid. Yeah, look, miss. Just give them a chance to get her in the ambulance, all right? She's my sister, and I don't want her to be afraid. She's not afraid. She can't hear anything that's going on. Now, how about you just let them get down on a stretcher and... and can hear everything. But I can't make anything move. I can't open my eyes. I'm alive. I'm alive. He's wrong. I am afraid. So terribly afraid. Okay, I'll give you a hand here, fellas. Easy. She's got a bad head injury. Been unconscious ever since the car rolled over. One of man's most primitive fears is the fear of being trapped. Trapped underwater. Trapped in a confining, dark place. Trapped in a tomb. But tonight we present the case of Sheila Murray, a young woman who finds herself trapped in her own apparently lifeless body. Memory, reasoning powers, intellect, personality, all intact, but powerless to communicate that fact to the outside world, even to a team of medics who hover over her, testing her, connecting her to life-saving machinery that will keep her alive, perform her bodily functions for her, monitor her vital signs. But what will become of her? Will she eventually recover? Or will she merely continue this artificial existence trapped in the minute electrical impulses within her own brain? What should be done about her? What does Sheila want? And how could she ever communicate her wishes with an unresponsive body? I'll be back with tonight's incredible tale of crisis titled, The Best Thing for Sheila. Oh, good. 
couldn't thank you for coming. Have you seen Sheila? They're prepping her for surgery right now, Joyce. But I talked with Dr. Jenkins. He's a good man. Oh, I wish it were you. I know. But Jenkins will do everything I could do. And he's a younger man. That's a plus. Now, how are you feeling? Let me get a look at you. I don't know what I look like. You look very good. Surprisingly good for what you've been through. How do you feel? All right. Guilty as sin. Guilty? Well, that's nonsense. Sheila was driving, they said. She was, but I was asleep. If I'd been awake, maybe I could have done something. Wonder. Oh, now, just forget those thoughts. Oh, Gordon, if anything happened to Sheila, I mean, after losing Dad and then Mom. I know. You've had two years of hell. But listen, Joyce, whatever happens to Sheila, your first responsibility is to Joyce Murray, to yourself. You mean, you don't think Sheila will? Well, I didn't mean that at all. I'm just saying that you are still a totally whole person with a good long life to lead. You're saying not to depend on Sheila. I have to depend on her. I've always depended on her. Some of that's good, of course. Sisters ought to lean on each other. Oh, no, I did all the leading. Look, you've been our doctor long enough to know. Sheila's the one with the gift, the spark of genius. I do well to try and keep her in sight. And I don't mind. I never minded. I couldn't write. I couldn't talk to people the way she does. Oh, God, what's going to become of her life for books? Let's take it one day at a time, one hour at a time. And there's lots of time to think about her future. If she's to have a future. Well, she's got everything going for her. She's young, healthy, no vices, and a healthy mental outlook. Mental outlook? What good will that do her now? It helps. You might be surprised. It sounds like you've been reading a book. The Psychic Talent? I did read it. And? It was interesting. Do you believe it? Some of it. The important thing is, she believes it. Listen to us. We're talking all around the fact that Sheila Murray may be dying or already dead. Or so terribly injured that she... <laughs> Come on, Joyce. That's it. Get it out. Then I'm going to drive you home and give you something to make you sleep ten hours. No, I want to stay here. This is Dr. Hart speaking. You're going home. That's an order. Well, you look better this morning. I slept. I'll bet. What's the news? Have you seen her yet? Yes. She came through surgery all right. All right? Meaning what? Meaning it didn't weaken her further. But what did they do? Let's sit down a minute. Where is she? Can't I see her? She's in intensive care. We can see her in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about her. Oh. She's still unconscious. Oh, no. Why? Well, the operation was to relieve pressure on the brain from blood that had pooled up from the blow she took. Well, they got that squared away. But the motor centers, the, the parts that control her body, still aren't functioning. Oh, God. There's no danger to her. She's, well, she's all hooked up to a series of machines that take over her breathing, kidney functions, and so on. But how long will she have to be be hooked up? I don't know. 
Forever? It's just too early to tell. But she's in no pain, and she's getting round-the-clock attention. I want to see her. All right. But I wanted to prepare you. She has tubes running in and out of her. It may look frightening to you at first, but they're doing good things for her. Okay? Okay. Is that... That's Sheila. Sheila? Sheila? You go ahead and talk to her, Joyce. Just don't expect her to answer right now. Oh, Sheila, if only I knew if you could hear me. But I can hear you, Joyce. I can hear, I can think, I can reason. I can think, open my eyes, but they don't open. I can't even see light through my eyelids. But I'm in here, Joyce. I'm all right, I'm alive. Sheila, Gordon Hart is here with me. I know he's there. He held my hand this morning, Joyce. It was warm and gentle and meaningful. He says you came through the operation just fine. Just fine? What does that mean? That I'm no worse off than when I went in? Oh, that's just great. Oh, Gordon, she doesn't move. I'm shouting at you, Joyce. You ought to hear my thoughts. Give her some time, Joyce. Some time? How much time? It already seems like a month since the accident. Get me out of here. I know. No, you don't know anything. You don't know what it's like to be alive and alert, trapped in a corpse. I think you've been here long enough, Joyce. What, 30 seconds? Or, or is it two hours? Time is all crazy. What if she wakes up? These nurses will let us know. Well... Have you had breakfast? Breakfast? I haven't had any. Let's go find us some steak and eggs. Oh, that's lovely. I can taste, you know. And all I can taste in my mouth is medicine and blood and sweat. I really don't want any breakfast, Tom. I do. I want breakfast, and I want sunshine, and I want life. Do you hear me, sweet sister? Life. Can you give me back my life, good Dr. Hart? You go ahead, Gordon. Call you ever calling him Gordon before. Not without you. Come on, Sheila will be just fine. Oh, yes. Sheila will be well, just fine. All right. I'll be back right away. I've read about people like this, Gordon. Why don't she ever... One day at a time, Joyce. Remember. One day at a time. A day, a year, an eternity... Oh, yes, little sister. I've read those articles, too. I've read about people like this. Do you know what we're called, Joyce? Human vegetables. And that's what I am, a human vegetable. Only, only inside, I'm still Sheila. Slightly more than one year has passed since the terrible night that an auto accident transformed the successful author, Sheila Murray, into a pale mannequin whose every vital function is prompted by electrodes, intravenous tubes, and other marvels of modern medicine. Her younger sister, Joyce, has spent part of every day at Sheila's bedside, watching and waiting for some tiny movement that would signal that an intelligence, a personality, a soul, if you will, still lives within the sleeping body of her sister. But all to no avail. The machinery obediently triggers her heartbeats, oxygenates her blood, drips nourishment into her bloodstream, 
and removes her waists. But independent life, there is no sign, no outward sign. So this is Sheila Murray. That's right, Larry. You come here every day? Yes. Well, what do you do? Oh, I read to her, tell her the latest news. Why? She can't hear you, can't she? No, but it makes it easier for me to bear, I guess. To think that maybe she is awake inside. Gee, what a thing to have to do. I don't have to do it. But Sheila's all I have in this world. What about me? What's this? Joyce, you've gone and caught yourself a fella. Besides you. Well, what does it cost you to keep her like, like this? It's very expensive. Well, how long are they going to keep her alive? I mean, if you can call that alive. Oh, you picked a honey choice. As long as it takes before she recovers. You think she ever will? Oh, I pray she will. You know, I read her book, The Psychic Talent. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm really into that stuff. That stuff? Where did you dig this character up? You know, if she was really conscious, I mean, if her brain was working normally, according to her book, she ought to be able to communicate to someone through telepathy. Oh, do you think so? Wait. Let me think about that one. Sure, you read it in the book, didn't you? Why not? Well, of course. I typed it for her. This boy's got a point, Joyce. I think I know what part you mean. She experimented... With you, Joyce. With me, as a matter of fact. I could never send her any telepathic messages, but I was pretty good at receiving her messages. Yeah, but you haven't got anything from her lately since the accident, have you? Because I haven't been trying. But I will try. Well, no. Gee, what a shame. Of course, technically, she's dead. She is not. Well, you disconnect these tubes and wires, and can she live? No. So, technically, she's not alive. Get rid of him, Joyce. I don't want to hear talk like that, Larry. Well, I'm just stating a fact. Never mind. If she were able to talk to you right now, I bet she'd tell you to pull the plug. Larry, you can go. Look, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, honey, but you've got to face reality. You have a life of your own to live, and, and I was kind of hoping that you and I could... Well, what I want is what's best for Sheila. Well, what about yourself? What about Joyce? He's dangerous, Joyce. Get rid of him. You're dangerous, Larry. What? I mean, that's a dangerous thought. I want you to go now. It worked. She heard me. Okay, well, I'll see it work tomorrow. So that's where she sees him. Yes, I'll see you at work. Joyce, tell him he is never to enter this building again. And you're never to enter this building again. Okay, okay. It worked. She's receiving me. Joyce, come over here. Come over to the bed. There. He's gone, Sheila. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I wasn't serious about him. Sheila. Joyce, listen. I'm alive. I am alive. Honey, sometimes, dear, sometimes I have such a strong feeling that... You're trying to reach me. I'm sorry you had to go through an experience like this, Larry. Oh, I'm glad, actually, Gordon. It helped to clear up my own thinking about... About pulling the plug. Yes. You see, I have thought about it. Of course you have. It has to be considered. It's one of the alternatives for her that has to be thought about. Gordon, I... All I want is what's best thing for Sheila. So do I. She's my patient, but so are you. And I want what's best for you, too. That's almost what Larry said this afternoon. Joyce, let's be honest for a minute. How much longer can you afford that nursing home for Sheila? It depends on the royalties from her book. When they run out? Well, when they run out, there's still my income. At the university library? I live very economically. Joyce, medically... There's very little hope that Sheila will ever regain consciousness. And if she ever does, 
Her brain damage may be so great that she'll... She'll be unlike the girl we used to know. What are you saying? Nothing, but... Uh... Are you in favor of pulling the plug? It's not my decision. Well, then whose is it? Yours. No, it's not mine. It's Sheila's. But Sheila isn't able to tell us what she wants. I'm not so sure about that. What? What do you mean? Today, when Larry was in to see her, I had the oddest sensation, as if Sheila didn't like him. Sheila probably wouldn't have liked him from what you told me. No, it was more than that. Gordon, Sheila believes, or believed, that minds can communicate thoughts. And she communicated thoughts into my mind several times. That's pretty common, especially among sisters. Oh, she was always the dominant one, the aggressive one. She could burn a thought into my... Joyce! Joyce! What's the matter, Joyce? It's Sheila. Something's wrong, I know it. I... I heard her voice in my head. How is she? Just exactly the same as she's been for more than a year. The nurses don't spend much time with her. Couldn't she have... They have those monitors at the nursing station. They monitor all the vital signs. If she had a change of any kind, they'd know. Joyce. Joyce, listen to me. You can hear me. You can hear me. Couldn't you think I'm losing my mind? Listen to me. Losing your mind? No, dear. Your mind is sound. Dear? Oh, no. I want to help keep it that way. I don't know what I'd have done without you. Joyce and Gordon? Tonight at dinner, just before you felt you had to come back here, I was going to discuss something with you, Joyce. Something about our future. Don't listen to him, Joyce. Don't listen to him. No, I, I... I don't want you to talk about that. Why not? I don't know. Get rid of him, Joyce. No. What? I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you. Listen to me, Joyce. You can't ignore me. I know you can hear me. Get rid of Gordon Hart now. Gordon, will you leave? Leave? How are you going to get home? Oh, I'll, uh... You take a cab. I'll take a cab. Hon, if it's something I said... It's nothing you said. No, it's nothing you said. Joyce, what's come over you? Tell him to go. Please, Gordon, just go. Well, all right. If you really want me to. I'll call you tomorrow. Get some sleep. Good night. Why, Sheila? Why? Because it's the only way I can really live now. Through you. Through me? Yes. Now, we have a lot of work to do, Joyce. But you and I will make a great team. And I still have all I need for my part of the team. The brain. Right? Right, Sheila. Now. Tomorrow after work, you bring a long yellow pad of paper and some pencils. Uh, a pad of paper and some pencils. That's correct. Because we are going to write another book. The most sensational book on psychic communication ever written. I'll have it all worked out by tomorrow afternoon. You see, I don't have to sleep anymore. Oh, and tomorrow, phone my publisher. Tell him... Tell him Sheila Murray is alive and well and wants an advance on her next book. You have that? I have it. That's fine, Joyce. 
Now you can go home and get a good night's sleep. Because from now on, it'll be just like before. I'll be taking care of you. Just as long as you take care of me. As far-fetched as it may appear, we simply do not know the limits of the mind, nor do we fully understand the strength of the mind's determination to survive. Do the wavering lines drawn by a pen on a moving piece of chart paper really define what constitutes the living mind? Can all our technology tell us when the essence of our beings is still vibrant and alive, but only trapped in an unresponsive body? Given the brain scan, the electroencephalogram, and all the other tests, who can safely determine whether the soul or the spirit is dead or alive? There may be those who are willing to make that determination, but I'm not one of them. Are you? I'll be back with a word about next week's crisis program and the names of tonight's players. Tonight, Crisis presented The Best Thing for Sheila, featuring Pat French as Sheila, Joan Norton as Joyce, Dave Ballard as Dr. Gordon Hart, Robert O. Smith as The Policeman and Larry, sound by Warren Berry, Crisis is engineered by Carney Barton at Audio Recording Incorporated, and written and directed by yours truly, Jim French, for the Golden West Radio Network.